Welcome to season one of Talking Tunes, a podcast series produced by students on the MA Radio, Audio and Podcasting course at the University of Sunderland. In this podcast, we delve into different aspects of music consumption and learn a bit about each other along the way. In episodes one and two, you heard topics such as the different genres of music and the influence music has. In this episode, we're looking at what listening to music does to us and if there are any changes in listening habits. To find out more, we had to speak to an expert, someone who understands music and what it does to people, but on a different level. I'm Alison Barton and I was born and bred in Sunderland. I'm the artistic director of Opera Sunderland. For 30 years, I was a professional opera singer and in the last couple of decades, I've gradually also become a bit of a psychologist. I've actually lived through quite a number of different uh, media, if you like. When I was first starting out, it was vinyl. That's what there was. There was vinyl, there was sheet music, that was your lot. And it seemed like it was plenty at the time. Um, Nobody expected to have to carry, to be able to carry um, media with you wherever you went. So you had to make sure that you could get to a place if you wanted to listen to some music. And I remember I was at music college when the very first student walked in with a Sonny Walkman, Walkman in the early 80s, none of us could believe it. It was just like this incredible innovation. And then, of course, since then, we've, uh, we've had all the other um, innovations that have come one after the other. Strangely, even though I have um, uh, bought music online for... Uh, for for work purposes, I've never actually bought any for fun. For me, part of the fun, and it might be an age thing, is getting the either the vinyl or the CD out of its case and looking at the design of that case and having the feel of the thing in my hand. There's something about that that's sort of part of the ritual for me, and I I like that. How do you guys listen? How did you listen one way? For example, when you were young, did you listen to CDs and then did that change? Or have you kind of been consistent with listening and do you do it actively or is it just in the background or a bit of both? I've listened, well, in many different ways and it's definitely changed. Like when I was a kid um, living on my grandma's farm, we either had cassette tapes or CDs Um Although a lot of the music that I listened to was mainly on the radio because my granddad would always have the radio on. Um, so back then, the music that I listened to weren't really my choices. But we did go through phases of having cassettes and CDs. And then I went off to school and I would have a fairly big collection of CDs. And then when sort of like streaming services came into place um, and I was sort of able to um like create my own music taste i switched to that so i do mainly listen on streaming services but i've actually started buying vinyl now as well so i have that that's the thing with streaming services as much as as good as cd's and vinyl physical forms are they they are fantastic 
Um, but streaming services make it so you can take it anywhere and everywhere with you. Uh, and it's always accessible. Like on Spotify, you can hit download and then you can access it when you're offline and things like that. So streaming services make it much more accessible. But that being said, I do have a lot of CDs. Me and Adam actually have... Yeah, was it five there? Six? Uh, one, two, three, four. Yeah, five. How many yeah. CDs do we have on last count? <laughs> on last count, 170 something. Nice. Yeah, no, and <laughs> bear in mind each CD is like average ten pounds a CD. <laughs> That's a lot of money. You know, kidding. And then we've got like like special editions of like vinyls and stuff, which I think one of them was Ghost and that was extremely expensive. But what what see like I mean my friend uh last year was actually doing the undergrad with me and he's a huge uh fan of vinyl. And uh like it's like so much of like it's like the art of like the vinyl, the cover and and having it as like almost memorabilia like would you kind of like associate would you also kind of enjoy vinyl for that because i think i think people can understand the collection of vinyls but i don't think people would really understand the collection of cds anymore i think they'd say well you might as well just do streaming a vinyl oh i understand that but cds just kind of like oh why, why would you bother yeah in terms of vinyl the artwork is the artwork is fantastic on vinyl um, but it's not just the artwork, to be honest. Like with vinyl, when you have it on the record player, on the record deck, you get, um, is there any dust or whatever, you do get that sound of a bit of a crackle every now and then. And that's kind of, for me, it's kind of part of the experience because it just feels so um, raw to an extent. So obviously on vinyl, you've got the actual mixed track and the whole mastered thing. Um, but you do get that, as I say, crackle every now and then and it, it just feels fuller and it just feels nicer obviously you've got to have a good hi-fi system <laughs> uh, for it to sound good but don't know if you guys agree with that yeah i mean i think also part of it might be because now that the, the actual vinyl itself the actual record itself can be seen as like art itself because some of them you can get like special editions now where the vinyl has like a picture on it or it's got or the vinyl has got some like splatter color on it so I f so it's not just like the cover art i think it's the actual so, like I said, the actual vinyl itself, I think, is it can be another like pull, if you know what I mean. And I know Christiana listens to a lot of vinyl. <laughs> yep, I do. Um, pretty much for the reasons that you mentioned, like the just the purity of the sound and stuff. Um, but also, well, with vinyl, you know, you sit down and you listen to the album all the way through. Whereas, like with I guess with other formats, you get the option to skip songs or with streaming you get to shuffle which i don't know like i i feel like i when i listen to vinyl i appreciate the work that has gone into making that specific album and the story it tells and i just think albums should be listened to the way they're intended to i, I like that because we actually have um the wall of the worlds on vinyl the wall of the worlds being a story throughout the whole thing um it is nice to have that on just put that on and you just listen to the whole story. Um, I, I think, I, again, as you say, it's really nice to be able to do that with vinyl. You just put it on, you sit down, just, you know, you experience it rather than listen to it. The way we listen has changed massively over the years. There were limited ways to listen and now there's limitless. Our expert, Alison Barton, described how she used to listen before and especially when she started out. How much impact has there been in the change of the way we listen? In my case, I had to listen to a lot of music because I had to learn it. That's the thing about being an opera singer. Yeah, learn it all off by heart, not necessarily in your own language. So uh, listening for work in my early days meant finding a music library, getting in there, 
also working with um, people called repetitors who are like proper music geeks, um, incredible pianists who learn operatic scores uh, and can coach them. So I would hear an awful lot of it live. All my working stuff, once you got into the rehearsal room and once you get into on, onto the stage, it's live. It's acoustic and it's live. Alison, as we heard, um, said that she listens to music because she has to listen to it to develop as an opera singer. She has to listen to it for work. So I was curious as to why we listen to music. I think there's um, there's many different kind of like reasons why you would listen to music. I mean, like if you're if you're doing something, like so if you're if you're at the gym, you could have music. Uh, if you're doing if you're even shopping, because especially if you're on your own, I think it's it's a, it's a great way to kind of like uh, distract yourself. I think like distracting yourself is a is a big one, even if like you're just at home but kind of like like filling filling empty empty sound with sound I don't I really have a specific reason why I listen it's just I've always grown up with music it's just what I've done um whether that's listening um I did used to perform as well so I've just always like had it with me yeah I don't really think I have a specific reason to listen I mean sometimes now and again, I do say if I'm like, I don't know, sad or something, I might stick something on uplifting. Uh, but usually I just listen because simply because I enjoy it, I think. Um, I think many people just listen to music to, to just simply enjoy it. But then sometimes as, as an escape. I was literally going to say escapism. Um, I listen to it because, as you said, to escape, it's nice to escape the real world for a bit. Because the real world, I mean, the, the world is, you know, full of stress and you've got a lot going on every, pretty much every second nowadays. Um, and music provides that escapism. You can get away and you can listen to a completely different world because the, there's a lot of albums, uh, like Amon Amath, actually, they have an album called Yom's Viking, which is a concept album about world vikings <laughs> um so it's nice to listen to <laughs> to that world even though it's a world of violence <laughs> in the first episode daniel hope and sean michael spoke about the different genres in music like everything people have their preferences in whatever the subject is but with music there is a large scope of genres that challenge us as a listener especially in the industry it depends on the music, depends on the context, depends on the purpose. Because think on, I've had to listen to an awful lot of music that I've not really cared for. And I've had to learn and perform convincingly an awful lot of music that isn't necessarily my first choice or my second or my third. Um, some of it I've outright disliked. But you kind of have to come to a place where at least you've got a, you know, a good deal of respect for it in order to be able to do it justice. So some of it's been quite hard work from that point of view. But the overwhelming majority of things that I've had to listen to for work purposes, I've fallen completely in love with. Um, and some music that I've had to do professionally has been done very quickly. So I'd, I've still been reading the music to a large extent by the time we're performing it. It's hard to remember that stuff because it goes in through the eyes and then out through the I don't quite know where it goes out through. Um, but for me, listening, I'm very, very fussy about what I listen to. <laughs> you know, And in fact, very often I end up listening to spoken word because 
I can't always make the choice quite right for myself. It's almost like there's too much choice out there. Sometimes as well, the context of your life will uh, will dictate this. I mean, it is known that people quite often listen to music for solace when they're feeling down or to pick them up or to feel celebratory. Um, I like a little bit of music on if I've got people around. I like that. But again, I'm very fussy about what it is. Do you know what I mean? Um, I'm not going to be playing Wagner in the background. That ain't going to happen. Um, so, and there was a point in my life when actually I found music very difficult to listen to altogether, unless it was what I would call sort of more transient music, less deep music. Um, and that was at the point at which my father and then a couple of, a few years later, my mother died. Um, there was a lot of heavy stuff going on. And frankly, I was keeping a lid on it emotionally, but I thought, do you know what? I just have to put that one little bit of Vaughan Williams on and I'm that's me, I'm done. I can't operate. <laughs> so actually, I shied away for a little while there until I was a bit more robust because I just thought, yeah, do you know what? That probably would do the trick for me in terms of catharsis. Music can be interpreted in endless amounts of ways. So we wanted to find out what it tends to make us feel and what gets us to that feeling. When you listen to music, how does it make you feel? Because Alison mentioned for her, that all depends on the music, the context, the purpose of the music. So how does it make you feel and what actually contributes to the feeling of listening? Definitely the lyrics. I mean, the lyrics be a huge thing to like how, how, how it would make you feel. So like if the lyrics are um, <coughs> sad songs or or it's maybe not even sad songs, but maybe, maybe the song isn't designed to be sad, but then the lyrics can have a direct uh, kind of like impact on a certain person for like whatever reason. And uh, it can it can just make you, I think a, a big thing is that like you'll, when, when, when you listen, for me anyway, is that when you kind of listen to some songs, and the lyrics can be however they are, and you'll almost start like imaging stuff like in your head, just kind of like the lyrics. The lyrics are almost painting a picture when you're when you're listening to it, and um, yeah, it's it's nice. Well, that's that's when I'm listening to music to actually listen, rather than obviously if I'm if I'm listening to music while I'm doing something else. Of you know your your folks, it's it's always it's in the background and it's just distracting. It's kind of just kind of passing the time while you're doing whatever you're doing. But when you're actually listening to music because you want to listen to whatever song, the lyrics will usually make you will usually like paint a picture in, in in your head. Yeah, on the topic of painting a picture, when whenever we put on like a CD in the car for a long journey, usually I literally just look out the window and just imagine I just create these like scenes in my head, sort of like that would fit with the music. Just it's sort of like daydreaming but with music to help um but there's also there's this band called starset and they have an album called divisions and on the back of on the end of quite a lot of their tracks they have sort of like audio drama elements of to, to help build on the story that album's telling and that that can really help to paint a picture as well and it's it's amazing actually the way the way they do it so they're sort of helping you paint a picture while still allowing you to paint your own if that makes any sense i like that idea that's pretty cool um, but for me, it's kind of like, it's a bit of a two-way system of like um, listening to music and thinking about how that makes me feel, but also the 
like making the choices of music that I listen to depending on how I feel. That's quite interesting. So um, what's your kind of, do you have a plethora of, <laughs> I'm going to say feelings defined by the music? Or So so do, do you have like go-to for when you're feeling a certain thing? Do you have a go-to album to listen to or? I have, I guess like a, I tend to turn to a lot of like chilled out music, usually quite sad when I am feeling that way. But also, um, just yeah. So that would be when I would listen to stuff just to re- like reflect on how I'm feeling. But if I'm sort of, I don't know, feeling sad, but actually I want to pick myself up, then I would usually like I'm into a lot of indie music at the moment. So um, a lot of that would be what I listen to. Yeah, I don't understand why people would listen to sad music I mean I, I do I get it when you're sad and you listen to sad music but it doesn't really it doesn't make you feel better almost it just it makes you feel worse but maybe I, I'd imagine like we've all everyone, everyone's done what they felt bad or they they felt sad and they, they put on music and then it's just all these like slow sad songs and like you know, like for example you know, like any song you could have oh, I don't want to I'm, I'm going to maybe name draw like something like from maybe like a Lewis Capaldi song and you can listen to that and on a normal day you're thinking oh yeah it's a nice song here on the radio you're there like okay yeah but if you're if you're sad while you're listening to it it just it, it has a whole different different feel Talking Tunes is a Spark podcast and it was produced by Nathaniel Jackson Adam Jackson Christiana Zunder and Jack Murphy at the University of Sunderland Music was composed by Sean who you will have heard in episode two. And more episodes can be listened to at sparksunderland.com slash podcasts. More information can be found in the show notes.